This episode of the Oh No 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 podcast is sponsored by Dynamic Industrial Services, the rope access specialists. The roof of the south stand at Starch Park is some 19 metres above the pitch, the same height as 11 Aidan Connollys. But as we all know, there's only one Aidan Connolly, and so you'd be much better off with Dynamic Industrial Services. DIS specialise in working at height, offering a range of services including maintenance, inspection and repair. To find out more, visit dynamicindustrialservices.co.uk Welcome back to another Thursday night episode of Oh No No No, the Wraith Rovers podcast. We have got a jam-packed edition for you tonight as we look forward to the Scott Brown showdown when the Rovers travel to air on Saturday. Uh, We'll also talk through the long-awaited and uh, long-teased arrival of Lee Ashcroft to bolster the Rovers' defence. And we also have the very exciting debut of a brand new segment. Uh, so I am Duncan Cameron, and joining me this evening, I have uh, I've got Graham Meldrum. First of all, how are you, Graham? I'm I'm feeling quite. What's the word I'm looking for? Mm, I'm excited. Um, yeah, looking looking forward to the mountain coming to Mohammed this weekend. Excellent, absolutely. We're all heading your direction. Um, we've got Robbie. We are too. How are you, Robbie? Yeah, happy to be back on uh, what YouTube comments called was Scotland's best looking podcast, was it? A very <laughs> nice comment to receive. Um, thank you. Yes, it's, I don't it's know if it was directed at me, yeah. but I'm claiming it. The, the delusional still have access to YouTube. That's uh, 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 good. It is very weird that they're watching on YouTube, but that's the benefit of it. <laughs> it's, uh, Scott Fleming's here too. How are you, Scott? Yeah, very well, mate. Cheers. Fantastic. And we've got Blair Hopcroft as well. How are you, Blair? Very well, mate. Looking forward to this. Excellent. So I'm gonna I'm gonna flip things around a little bit. because uh, normally we'd we'd jump straight into the game that we're gonna preview. But um instead I think let's let's talk about Lee Ashcroft. Because we've we've had to wait long enough. I think it's a good six or seven weeks since um it was first sort of rumoured. And it was it was a fairly substantial rumour as well. You know, a lot of the time you find that you're you're kind of piecing bits together. This one seemed to have legs from from pretty early doors. But then obviously Dundee had a bit of an injury crisis. And um Ashcroft ended up playing a good few games, scored against Aberdeen as well. But I think in the end up, now that he's here, that's actually a, a huge advantage. I mean, it wasn't like he was out of place or um, just filling in gaps in that Dundee defence. He was doing well and, and playing some decent results. So just to, to kind of kick off the kind of discussion on, on Lee Ashcroft, um, Robbie, throw you into the deep end. Do you think Ian Murray will do the same for Lee Ashcroft? Do you think he'll start on Saturday? It's tricky to say because the performance against Dundee United was very 
resolute defensively, more resolute than we've seen in recent, probably over the last month or so. You saw Keith Watson come in, done very, very well. Liam Dick did have a really, really good game um, on Friday. James Brown slotted in nicely. And then you've got Ewan Murray. There's been a bit of speculation that Ewan Murray might have needed shoulder surgery, but how true that is, I mean, we've seen all manner of rumours floating about, um, whether it's the last month or over the course of the season. So he's the type of player that it's just great to have him. Um, A league-winning centre-back that can add a goal for it and just someone that's not going to mess about is the type of player that you think, aye, that's the type of player that you can get on board with when you see sign-in. Absolutely delighted that we've got him on board. And even better that Dunfermline were seemingly trying like bears to get him in. And then he's decided, don't really fancy a relegation scrap. I'm going to come along the A92 and uh, go for that team that's one point behind the title race. In you come, Lee. Welcome to Rovers. Quite right. I mean, I, 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 even setting aside the, the fact that it's incredibly funny and definitely... Um, enjoyable he's he's not the kind of player that belongs in ninth place in the championship he's just not like he's um well above that quality wise um Blair coming to you next what do you think Lee Ashcroft's gonna bring that that maybe that we don't have um already um actually I don't think he'll bring anything we don't have I think he brings more of what I like about um, some of the defenders that we have he's one of those blood and thunder defenders like he's as Ian Murray said in his interview um, just today like he's a centre half there's no airs or graces about that the, the guy's a centre half he's, um, I really enjoyed his interview actually um, when he, he sat down with, with Davy Hancock and just everything he said was everything I want to hear as a, as a football fan you know I'm a winner I like training hard I like dragging the standards up I like everybody around me to work hard and I like to kind of hold them to account. Um, he, he talked about, you know, helping the younger boys and, and kind of helping to develop them. He's won the league before. He's, I mean, he's experienced. He's kind of, he's a, a great addition. And actually, I think Robbie hit the nail on the head last week because I don't actually think we need him. Like, in, in terms of for the start and a living, it's not a position at the moment we're desperate to fill. But when a player like Lee Ashcroft becomes available, you don't hang about and you certainly, you didn't, you didn't make him go to Dunfermline. Um, you, you give him the option. I have to say, I've no idea if it's true or not, but my favourite story this week is that he was halfway up the A92 to Dunfermline and Potsy phoned him and, and basically convinced him to turn around mid-drive. And I... No, for a Just fact. Just sweeps round via hill of beef, comes out true. back up by cow totally. and beef. I know it's almost certainly not true, but I love it. I love it all the same. It's all right though. They've they, they've signed a boy who's twenty seven, has played less than one hundred and fifty <laughs> games, and was last seen getting scudded six 0 off Kelly's reserves. So, well done, James. I was saying this day, like we did the Livingston game, right, and we talked about how <clears> rank rotten their back three was that became a back four and like that seemed to be a real weakness for them was their their defenders this boy doesn't get a game for Livingston in defence do you know what I mean wow yeah listen that's enough about Dunfermline we've talked about too much on this podcast 
I mean, they didn't Never. have make it easy, I'll tell you that much, but we'll, we'll try and move past it. So, I said said already, you know, we, we kind of had to wait a while for, for Lee Ashcroft. And I think that really goes back to Dan O'Reilly and the, the sort of situation with Dan O'Reilly where, you know, an offer was made, but it was very clear that whatever else was going on, the Rovers certainly didn't feel either that they could or that they wanted to really sort of push the bullet. It's evident by the fact that he now plays for Partick Thistle. With the fact that Lee Ashcroft has now arrived, albeit a good, you know, kind of five, six weeks down the line, Graham, do you think that, two-part question, do you think that kind of justifies that decision and do you think Lee Ashcroft is an upgrade on Dan O'Reilly? Totally justifies the decision. I think he's an upgrade. I think it's it's hilarious, right? I, I, I'm looking at it from a different perspective. Now, normally when you've got a city rival, all you hear from the media and the press is, it'll be great to bring the derbies back. Yeah? When it, when Rangers were on their journey, when, when Dunfermline were coming up, I, I think Dundee are having a great time being the top team in Dundee. Yeah? And I think they're having... They're just having a laugh, sending us all these players that we're going to put in the team. It's going to put pressure on Dundee United, so Dundee stay the top dogs in the city. I think it's brilliant. It's it's refreshing. It's fantastic. It's the way to do it. I don't want a league rival anymore with the team in the same city. Keep them doing there. Yeah, let's do all we can to keep them doing there. So I think maybe the five week delay is because we've been ranked rotten, and Dundee have gone well. Actually, they're blowing it themselves. Oh look, they're coming up, they're putting a wee bit of pressure on United, let's put some more fuel on that fire and let's go. Yeah, we're going to be the top dogs in Dundee for a wee bit longer because we're getting all these players to Wraith Rollers. Love it, bring it on. It wouldn't surprise me if there's some truth to that though, Graham, because from Dundee's perspective, if you've got a chance to, United are in the muck financially, like there's no two ways about it, even if they go up they're still going to be very much toiling. United, um, Dundee themselves are looking at building their new stadium at Camperdown. Is it a real chance for them to sort of really stake a claim for the first time in however many generations, probably since the 60s, to become a dominant force in the city? Yeah. So if you chuck out players like Ashcroft, Byrne, Ruddin, who admittedly aren't getting many games, they were out of sorts, mm. Ashcroft less so because he'd been used recently, it's a real chance for them to stake a claim in that city to sort of say, actually, we can kick our rivals square in the walls. And I, just... I, just feel, I feel sorry for Lee Ashcroft because apparently the medals were handed out on Friday. So I feel sorry <laughs> that, you know, he's, he's, he's actually missed, missed, getting this, he's missed getting his two league medal winners in a row. Apparently finishing second to being a point behind folk means you won the league. But who knew? <laughs> My favourite bit with that actually, just really uh, quickly, because obviously Twitter's been a cesspit this week. No, I was going to say, sorry, the, um, that was the, the guy that put up that he didn't know, I didn't know that you could win the league whilst in second place. And somebody pointed out to him that we're a point behind him, we're still to play them, so we literally can win the league from this position. If we win all our games, we win the league. <laughs> There definitely, I mean, there has been there has been a fair bit of fun, um, mostly at Jim Goodman's expense in the last week, and rightly so. And uh, that actually, sorry, let's let's take a quick detour because this is um, the 
the Rovers with their uh, they put up that clip of uh, Jack Hamilton smashing the goalie to bits. Uh, well, not to bits. He was fine, which is the main thing. We all were glad he's fine. Very funny, mm. as far as I'm concerned. There was a, a, a fair bit of uh, peril clutching in you know like one half of Dundee and one radio DJ. Uh, Scott, <laughs> any any part of you sees any kind of issue with that? Is there any any concerns that the, the Rovers are um, clipping out foul play? Uh, I don't know. I, I kind of think Murray summed it up pretty well. Like in his interview, he was at, he kind of brought it up and said, "Look." We're just embracing it all this season. Andy Barman actually did really well during the week to to come out and say, look, we're fully expecting to get so much abuse if we either don't get promoted or just stuff doesn't go our way. Like We've fully embraced that, but at the same time, the whole club, the fan base, the players, the coaches, everybody knows that with what we've done on social media this season, we've put ourselves out there big time this year. And people have caught on to it and folk have actually started hating us more. And it's been quite funny. But, like, I, it's just... I I didn't know that there would be so many people could actually hate us. Because, to me, and most of the time that I've supported the Rovers, we've been kind of, not irrelevant, but, like, not many folk will talk about you. See, nearly on a weekly basis, somebody's talking about us. So, for me, it means that clearly we're doing something right. But yeah, it's. I still think it was an absolute game changer at the time, the tackle. And it, it, it really was because the crowd it went was. mad. And so I just don't. I don't see. The keeper wasn't badly hurt. He was straight back up trying to pretend that he was up for it. But <laughs> he really wasn't. So. I, nah, to I, be I fair, think... he was getting lifted up about a foot in the air by Aidan Connolly. So. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I think it's. As it is, it's a bit of banter. Whether Dundee United fans can take a laugh, clearly not. But it's, <laughs> I, ju- I just find it hard to think that anybody... It's different if he had got badly injured, I think. But he can was I back just up say, and playing. He was back up and playing. We get... was, his studs went up. It was just him. It was Hamilton clearly going, right, this is my chance to probably actually get the crowd going a wee bit. And he did that, so fair play. Can I just say... See if we get promoted, by the way, and we're going away to clubs like Rangers, Celtic, Hibs, Hearts, Aberdeen, and we're doing this on social media. It will be hysterical, right? It will be absolutely hysterical if Rafe Rovers, just from Kirkcaldy, get a wee bit big for their boots and we're going away and rustling the jimmies of every other club a la Greenock Morton, but on social media. I will 100% take that. Uh, It would be beautiful to see. And to be honest, I would far rather that than... I know that, Blair, you've said before that... I'll pull your line for you, doing the socials. (laughs) That before the club were very much like a... a Toe the line. Keep the powder dry. We we wouldn't want to do that. Keep the powder dry is the perfect way to put it. Just don't get into any trouble. Scrap yeah. that, man, because it makes it so much more interesting, whether it's for fans yeah. of opposition clubs like you see with Levy, Andy Barrowman touched on that and says when Livingston came out after the win, you have a chuckle about it because yeah. it is very, very funny. But 
aye, why not be a bit daft? Why not embrace it and just get involved? Because it's promoting the game. Ultimately, it gets more people talking. Um, exactly. I really like the um, the bit for sorry. I was going to say the bit for Rudy Kilgower. He was talking. I don't know where I saw it. It might be in our group chat. Um, but Rudy had put up about how he'd he'd actually had one of the sponsors contacting him to say thanks because the board was in the background. I don't know if it was that video or one of the goal clips or what it was, but it was one of the wee clips that the Rovers had put up. And obviously they get hundreds of thousands of views now. I mean, that video... Forge Daily Legal must be absolutely roaring with laughter. They've had about one million engagements on Twitter. I don't know how they're just not a legal empire in Kirkcaldy. It's like the suits of Kirkcaldy. But the thing is, see, when it comes to now companies going, do, do I want to sponsor the Rovers? You're thinking, well, aye, of course I do, because these little 30-second clips or 10-second clips are getting viewed hundreds of thousands of times, and the Rovers are not afraid to put them up, no matter what the content. They're actually just not afraid to put anything up anymore. Uh, but Which maybe you're going to associate yourself with a toxic brand like Nestle when Jack Hamilton's just <laughs> bodying goalkeepers left, right and centre. Tremendous. But it's just, I, th- I think, I mean, listen, this goes far beyond just uh, the Rovers and just this week, but I think some people do need to remember that it is just the internet. Yeah. And that it, it was just a video of something that had already happened yeah. in the past. Like, but it, it was like ev- every time you pressed play, that goalie was in his house, like, clattered at the way. <laughs> Borderline or <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> just a video, like it's fine. Oh, you, you can you can actually just not watch it if if you're bothered, really. Um, but I, just uh, listen. I, we, we, we've talked about it a lot, but it is it's just it's good fun. It's it funny. And it's, it's part of the entertainment. And um, I, I, I again, like if you if you're getting if you find yourself getting wound up with stuff like that, that, that there just must be an incredibly tense way to exist in the world. If that's the kind of thing that winds you up, um, and aye, it's it's absolutely fine as you see. You get it back, <laughs> good, really. Like if you are, good, see if you are that tense person, I'm absolutely here to watch it. I'm just here, uh-huh. just having a laugh. It's great, yeah. exactly. I just keep thinking, and, like, how how good must your life be if that's what really riles you up? Like, that's a nice place to be, right? Your life is so good that Jack Hamilton borderline assaulting a goalkeeper on a Friday night and us putting it on Twitter has somehow ruined your life. Good for you. Move on. Yeah. Really Craig Sibbles half someone on our touchline, not a mention though, <laughs> but it was... Uh, and then, to be fair, that, that, that did wind me up. I was, I was furious at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out it's different, eh? <laughs> right, I think that's the one reason... Ah, but he was a tangerine player. Come on. Aye. Rampant hypocrisy. Um... Uh, just, just one thing I just want to pull you up for there, Robbie. When you said that uh, if we get promoted, you're making us sound like a done United podcast there, mate. We just need yeah. to keep a wee cap on that. Yeah. Um, when, when sixteen points, promoted. seventeen points, was it? <laughs> yeah. Well, where where do you want to win the league? <laughs> just maybe just pipe doing a wee bit. Eh? Um, right. Let's uh, let's get back to the matter at hand then. So. Um, the Rovers go down to air on Saturday. Now, Scott Brown, um, the lesser Scott Brown, has been in charge at air for sort of four games now. Um, so they, they beat 10 man Queen's Park at Hamden. They lost narrowly to Dundee United. They lost 2 0 to Rangers at Ibrox, and then they did pretty well, to be fair. And then they beat Airdrie 3 uh, 2 last week, thanks to. Of an Anton Dowd's hat trick and uh, some frankly wild 
defending and goalkeeping um, in that game as well. Uh, Graham, I'm, I'm going to come to you as our, our man on the ground <laughs> in air. Um, give me your take on sort of what Scott Brown's done uh, so far and sort of what the, the general general feeling seems to be uh, down there with his, the impact he's made. It seems to be around the fact that he's he's not going to take, I'm going to say no prisoners, but that's such a terrible cliche. He's not going to take any shit. Um, I believe eight minutes into the Queen's Park game, our friend Sean McGinty made a right clown of himself. Um, and the first thing Brown did was give him a mouthful and then send his centre-half that was on a substitute bench out to warm up. So he's, he's not going to take poor performances. Um, Charlie Alberson had that horror show against Dundee United and then was immediately dropped for the next game. So he's, he's no taking things like that um, lying down. My, my biggest concern for Saturday, and it's not to do with, it's nothing to do with the game or anything like that, it's the fact... Well, it's not a concern. Actually. I'm actually quite glad we're going to be behind the goals. Yeah? Because I just fear for some of the absolute clowns in our support and what they'll shout at Scott Brown. Yeah? Okay, he's played for Celtic. We all get it. He was Celtic captain. Yeah. And it's 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 on the line with when we go to Capolo. Now, I'm not saying we should get the fashion police out and, and the Wraith support, but there's a few guys who will shout non-stop at Doogie Emery because it looks as though he shops in Matalan. Yeah. I've no idea if he shops in Matalan, but I'll tell you, you see the next time Doogie Emery goes to shop in Matalan, he's as well taking the three or four clowns with him. Right? <laughs> Maybe they've got an upgrade in their attire. So that would be a good thing. So, you know, maybe some guys in our support need to have a look in the mirror before they leave the house. Anyway, um, <laughs> I don't want to go down on the body, body in our own support. Exactly. exactly. Come on, guys. You're out on a Saturday. You're coming down to air. Show a bit of, you know, sartorial elegance. Um, the, the, thing, the thing I have noticed is he's making air. Come back to Scott Brown. He's making air more resolute, but I feel they've still got the same players. Now, they've bought the guy Sanders. I'm trying not to say Colonel Sanders for KFC because that's putting us in a, another another rabbit hole. But he's brought him in, but he's still got the same problems. He's still got the same problems at left-back. Uh, Paddy Redding's good, and then he's horrible for about eight games. Um, he got an injury. The, the guy that injured, he played right back and hit Sam Stanton's away. Um, Masonda played a bit of the game there um, on Saturday, so I think he's 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 moving Masonda there. So I think Sanders is maybe coming in centre half. So he's, he's, I think he's making them better at the back. Um, but again, the the problem we had against them is is Chalmers, is Dowds, Dowds holding holding the ball up. But I think if we play two centre halves against Dowds, he's not going to get as much change because you could see him when he played against us both times. He's gone to Scott Brown. So I think if we've got two centre-halves against Anton Dowds, we'll, we'll hopefully nullify Dowds. Um, and then it's down to what else they can do. And what we do, and we'll come on to it later, that the team we put out, which, you know, is just like, as we all know, it's just like a, a tombola, to be fair. Um, but he, he seems to just be making them a wee bit more streetwise, and he's not taking crap performances. If you play crap, you're not playing the next week, which is good to see from, from any sort of manager, to be fair. Yeah, there seems to be um, some kind of rumours swirling around about their goalkeeping situations. As you say, he kind of already in his four games, he's kind of swapped back and forth 
between uh, Charlie Albinson and uh, Robbie Much. But I think Albinson's injured now and Much went off injured in their last game. And it just feels like they really owe us one in this department. And if they just play without a goalkeeper, that would be fair. You know, like equals equals. Just uh, like we promised we only win 1-0 as well. Um, so it'll be interesting to see uh, who, who ends up actually playing in goal um, for them. Uh, right, Blair, give me your thoughts kind of going into this one. Um, anything you want to say on, on Air United and indeed on the, um, the Rovers going into this one? Yeah, it's um, it's a bit of a strange one for me because it's it's obviously a different side to what we played last. But actually, Air at home that four four game were actually quite impressive at times. I mean, they they bullied us um, physically. They bullied us literally. They bullied us, um, but they also um, played some pretty decent stuff, particularly in the second half, um, and really came at us. Um, the boy. Is it Francis Ar- Armity or something his name is? Mm. The the sort of winger. But he doesn't seem to be getting a sniff under Scott Brown. So I don't know if he's been injured or if he's just kind of out of favour. Um, but we didn't seem to have an answer for him. Um, so it'll be interesting to see that. Um, there's obviously Chalmers as well. Um, he'll be raging because medals were handed out and his parent club will be upset about that as well. So he'll probably have a, a, a wee point to prove, I'm sure. Um but Dowds is obviously scoring goals. Um, possibly the worst hat-trick I've ever seen um, last week from Anton Dowds. I mean, no disrespect to Anton Dowds. He had three chances. He took his three chances. Do you know what I mean? You didn't get any extra points for goals being good. But it was billed as a... So it was like, what a, what a, what a hat-trick from... No, <laughs> it was rotten. Absolutely rotten. Um, but yeah, I think I, I've got... a. I've got a sneaking suspicion that Scott Brown's going to do a really good job with him. Um, I think he's got all the makings of a really good coach. He doesn't strike me as being half as thick as what people think he is. Um, it's almost like for um, 10, 15 years he's played this character, um, this shaven-headed Scott Brown character, um, and that character's been put to bed. Um, I think he's actually relatively intelligent. He knows what he's doing. He's played football at a good level. He's played under some good managers and he's played with some really good footballers. So I would expect him to, to kick on. I don't think he'll be at air for long, um, but I can see him doing a decent job. So genuinely quite intrigued, actually, about Saturday. Um, I think we come in, obviously, off the back of a win. Fully fit squad. They're a bit in transition. So it's got all the makings of a pretty good game, I think, actually, to be fair. I think so. Um, it's... So- I'm having trouble connecting. As I say, he's had four games so far, but it's very difficult to kind of judge on those four games. Um, (laughs) Scott, is that your Alexa talking to you? Additional noise coming from somebody's chugging Um, (laughs) that. We'll find out who Alexa thinks is going to play right back. Um, Alexa, play Jordy Monroe. Um, the I hope that works for everybody. Um, <laughs> the well, your your crisp new mic uh, that'll be uh, across the country got a wave of Jordy Monroe. Um, yes, actually, I think it's going to be interesting. So Scott Brown's had four games. I think all four of them 
it's really difficult to get a, a handle on how much of an impact he's been able to have. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would be happier if he'd had almost like four or five games more up to yeah. this point to be able to to kind of judge um, what I think here are going to be like. As you say, they, they were... That four each game was, was a wild game. The... Yeah, whoever... Amarty, I think, will maybe go with. He got 20 minutes at the end of that game against Airdrie, but I think he'd hardly been seen up to that point. He looked excellent in that game. I think mm-hmm. he's done nothing else all season. Um, like Aidan McGeady scored in that game. Yeah, I'm not convinced he's done much else the rest of the season either. Um, aye, Logan Chalmers is the one I'm most concerned about. I think he's genuinely a real standout player at this level. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, I agree that hopefully with the central defence we've got available to us now, we'll be better equipped to, to kind of marshal um, Anton Dowds, who... I, th- I think the Logan the Logan Chalmers one looks even more bizarre after Friday. Mm-hmm. Where United yeah. were very poor in the final third. There was, there was no, no cutting edge there. And Chalmers has been doing that last season, this season, and all of a sudden they're like, ah, nah, horse him out. It's just... It's just Remember saying that, like Absolutely after powerful. the game at after the game at Tanadice, looking at their substitutions and thinking, even if they had Logan Jones to bring off the bench, it'd be such a better option. It's exactly the same, you know. Even if they didn't have a place for him in the starting lineup, he'd be an improvement on what they they had. Um, we say the same thing about Anton Dows for Partick Thistle as well. They're crying out for somebody who can play when when Brian Graham's coming off after seventy minutes, and he, he's banging in goals at air. It's the it's it's like Lewis Vaughan at Dumbarton all over again, but not quite as mental. <laughs> I thought we'd agreed never to speak of that again. Um, <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> Back to this podcast being therapy again. Um, yeah. Right, Scott, take us into uh, lineups, please, um, alongside any other kind of stray thoughts you want to give us on this game and tell us, yeah, how you... <laughs> Aye, whatever. Who who you think you might want to play? Who you think Murray's going to play? But it's the usual stuff on this. Yeah, it's the as you as you say, it's so tough to actually pick. Who, well, it's so tough to pick because we've got such a good squad now, and all, pretty much everybody's fairly fit as well. So that's one aspect. But the other is actually trying to see what Ian Murray's obviously seeing and training, and what he's going to go with. Ah. I personally, I wouldn't really tinker with what it was too much from Friday. I would probably, what I would go with is probably, I would make two changes with Friday. And it it was, I'm actually going with the team that I wanted for Dundee United game, but <laughs> he, he didn't go with it. <laughs> Robbie, we'll just loop in the bit time, from but... last week's show. Just edit it back <laughs> in. <laughs> so I'm keeping, I'm keeping the same back four. Uh, and obviously, big Kevin goals. I I don't know obviously how Burns getting on with his injury, with his eye. I, I think he's all right. Whether he's uh, had any issues with actually seeing anything, I don't know. But I I would actually bring in Scott Brown anyway. Like I I, I wanted Scott Brown to play last week. Um, I just think on the part he gives us so much in terms of jive forward. Sean Burn is a quality football player. But I just think, especially away from home, 
I'd like to see just that little bit more, I don't know, just drive in the midfield going forward as well as defending. Like Sean Byrne, he's tidy, he's really good at like blocking off passes and also winning the ball back and just keeping it calm. I think he's a superb substitute to bring on with 20 minutes to go if you're leading. He's actually the the perfect player to bring on in that situation. So I think that's the change I would make in midfield. And then I would probably go with Connolly in for Callum Smith. Um, I think I'm wanting to try Mullen out on this left side, like badly, because I've seen how he did it at air last season. I just feel that it would be worthwhile trying it. Him cutting in on his right and Connolly cutting in on his left. Whether they whip the ball in for a cross for uh, well, I've got Rudden up front, but or if they just go for a shot, I'd like to I'd like to see how that goes. But yeah, that's the only two changes I would make, and it is a four two three one that works out as. I um I'm not a million miles away uh, from that as you would probably expect. So I've done the same thing. I've I've kind of stuck with the same defence with a sort of an asterisk to see if there is something up with, with you and money but I'm, I'm not I'm not sold on that I'm not convinced there is um, and that that's the kind of thing that see at the start of the season if you'd said like oh towards the end of February you'll sign Lee Ashcroft but he can't actually get in the team even for one game you'd be like Christ what's happened how <laughs> how's that how could that be possible it's a bit like Kyle Turner as well um so as uh, same same back four, um, again with an asterisk to say as long as his eyes all right, I would be playing uh, Sean Byrne and Scott Brown. Um, I've actually I've more or less done what I said last week as well because I've <laughs> I've dropped Lewis Vaughan um, in order to make that <laughs> work. And then, but what what I am changing from what I said last week is I would actually keep both Josh Mullen and Callum Smith in that eleven based on what they did on Friday night. Um, and I know that I'm I'm continually kind of going to bat for Callum Smith, but I really did. I thought he was excellent. I was pleased to hear the manager kind of single him out um, in his interview today as well. He's obviously been, you know, listening to my thoughts on this. And, uh, you know, and rightly so, to be fair. Uh, and then up front, I've got, uh, obviously, Sam Stans in at number 10, of course. And then, uh, again, yeah, I've kept Zach Rudden. I bet, again, we say that a few times. That, for me, is a complete coin toss. If you want Rudden or you want Jack Hamilton, I would not complain either way. Um, Robbie, um, you next, please. Your uh, your thoughts on the game and your uh, your thoughts on a starting eleven, please. Yeah, it should be a really tough game here. Looked exceptional when we played them at Starks with ten men, and I don't doubt that that will change, especially under Scott Brown. Fully agree with what Blair said as well. That just. Um, for Scott Brown, I think he's had this bit of a reputation and the, the sort of persona that he's had, but I don't feel there's all that much in it. And that if anything, I've got a lot of respect for him for what he's done. Going to Fleetwood first to take his first job, and then you go down to air where you could potentially be looking at a top flight job and he, he decides, nah, I'll cut my teeth, keep going down at air and mark my way up. Because a lot of the time you look at a, a manager going into his first job and the CVs that they have. And a lot of the time they walk into their first job at very, very big clubs, and it doesn't always go well. Neil Lennon's a great example, walked into the Celtic job, like one of the biggest jobs in Scotland, and nobody batted an eyelid. 
So fair play to Brown for doing it. Um, keen to see how things pan out across the piece with him. But yeah, for Rovers, um, to be honest, starting lineup's going to be an absolute lottery. Uh, really no idea how it's going to go. I've went very similar to, to Sir Scott, looking at Kevin Golds, Dick at left back. I would bring Ashcroft in from the start. Now, the main thing for me is really Ashcroft and Watson at centre-back aren't going to be the paciest, but I think with Dowds, we saw at Starks that he looked very much like the target man that brought others into play. So if you get the two of them absolutely battering them, it's going to be a, a real battle. But if we can win that, hugely beneficial. James Brown at right back. I would bring Scott Brown back into the team to play with uh, Stanton in the middle if uh, Sean Burns not there. And then up top, really, it's an absolute lottery, much like the rest of the lineup, where you've got Mullen putting Vaughan. Easton and one of Hamilton and Rudden but then you look at the bench and you're going you've got McNeil, potentially Ewan Murray if the rumours aren't true um, Dylan Corr Ross Matthews, Aidan Connolly Callum Smith, Kyle Turner just the depth in the squad at the moment is unreal um, so it's going to be a really really tough game but I think that the same can also be said up for uh, Dundee United with Queen's Park going to Tanadise, two teams that are on the up against two teams that are maybe not in the greatest form but at the other end of the table so could potentially be a huge weekend and hopefully we can kick on, we played really well down in the first half down at air in the first game there um, Stanton and Easton in particular had very good games so hopefully if they can repeat that then long may it continue um, also what I would say yeah, as well so. about that 4 all game at Starks, I feel that with that game, we all know Big Kev was injured and didn't really give a great account of himself in that match. So the big man's got a point to prove for me in this game because I think a lot of their fans will have seen him and says, oh, just shoot on the sides and that he's a rotten goalkeeper. It's not the case at all. I think that he's been playing injured and he's got a point to prove. So hopefully Big Kev can step up to the mark and ideally if we can get a clean sheet and then nick a goal somewhere, then ideally come back up the road with a win and see how things are. Yeah, definitely. Um, Graham, what about you? Anybody you particularly want to see coming into this starting 11? Easton. Dylan Easton. Um, air finished with Frankie Massonda at right back. I don't think Frankie Massonda is a match for the... Here we go. Probably the famous last word. Eh? I think Dylan Easton will have a good laugh against Frankie Massonda at right back. Ditto. I think he'll have a good time against him. So I'd, I'd like to see that. I think I'd also put, like Robbie, I'd bring Ashcroft in. Um, I think if you and Murray's carrying an injury, I think the next two games, our centre-halves are going to get a battering. So we probably want Ashcroft in there because after air, Tuesday night, it's Morton. You know, that's not going to be all uh, puppies and flowers in that <laughs> game. So I think if he can get a, get a game with, with um, Keith Watson beside him beforehand at air, and I know we're, we're ripping up this and we've complained about the same back four, hardly playing three <laughs> games in a row, but I think it's I think it's worthwhile doing it. Because um, I think if you and Murray goes into that Morton game half injured, you'll come out completely injured. Um, so it's probably, a, probably, looking back, it's probably a good time to sign the centre-half, actually, with these games coming up. Um, and I think I would bring Scott Brown in for Sean Byrne. Um, just the ability of Scott Brown to bring the ball forward um, direct as well. And I think how we carried the ball and we were pretty direct um, carrying the ball down at Somerset Park the last time. So 
hopefully that goes well. And and one for anybody that's listening to this, I have no recollection of going down to Somerset Park twice in a season and winning twice in a season. I don't know if I've ever done it. I know I know we went for about sixteen years without winning down here for a while. Um so if we do that, fantastic. I'd love that. But I think those those are the changes I make. Up front, go go with one plus Vaughan, whichever one doesn't matter, and change it after an hour. I think that's fair. Um, Blair, right, you start from the front and work backwards then. Who would you be? Are you are you Team Rudden or Team Hamilton? Uh, Hamilton, for me. Um, for what it's worth, I think Ian Murray will probably make no changes whatsoever. Um, I think he'll probably play exactly the same 11 as he played um, against Dundee United. But if it was me, um, and it's not for very good reason, um, I would have yeah Hamilton up front with Vaughan off of him. Um, I would also bring an Easton. Um, I'd, I thought exactly the same thing. If they're in any way, shape or form not with a recognised right back, we exploit it. And we only really exploit that with Dylan Easton. Um, and I'd have Connolly on the other side. Um, Stanton um, in, the, the, in the four midfield roles um, in the middle. Um, Scott Brown in for Byrne. Um, again, I agree. Um, with, with Scott's point actually about um, what you want away from home on a um, on a grass pitch where we kind of I mean it, I don't know Murray said it was a decent surface I don't ever remember it being particularly lovely but maybe I'm just misremembering it because the rest of the place is an absolute dive <laughs> um, and then back four um Dickett left back, Watson with Ashcroft. I think I agree. Again, Graham's completely stolen my thunder there, but um, I completely agree. I think if there's any niggle at all with Murray and you've got Lee Ashcroft there, rest him. Let him let him recover. Let him get back um, to full fitness. Um, if he needs an op or whatever it happens to be, do it. Because actually losing him now for three or four weeks is better than losing him in three or four weeks for three or four weeks. Um, now's the time to do it if you've got Ashcroft there um, and then obviously um, James Brown at right back and then big Kev between the six so actually quite a lot of changes for Friday night for me but yeah something tells me it's going to be status quo The only thing with that would mean that um, downtown Scott Brown would have to would still be on the bench I mean, that would be a that would be a bold a bold move from Ian Murray but listen he's, he's no shy for them Um by any means at all. Just a just a quick kind of additional point on this for me, just because we've not really mentioned it because we've been kind of short on information. There is a there is a Ross Millen shaped elephant in the room. I think just generally at the moment. Um, Who? Just I, I think as you say, we're we're, we're kind of. <laughs> Starved of information. The KGB are just going to kick in its door and Stalinist <laughs> regime. <laughs> I was actually just thinking about what a, an elephant would look like if it was trying to put his fingers in his ears there. Um, <laughs> I really threw myself. So, uh, fingers and big ears. Yeah. So basically, I think what we can probably say with 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 some degree of maybe not certainty, but probability at this point, is it looks like there's been some kind of falling out. Um, I've heard that from enough people enough different times that that would seem to be um, somewhere near the truth, I would guess. 
in terms of what happened, what it's about, I've got no idea. I've heard too many different things. But general consensus would appear to be we're not going to be seeing Ross Millen anytime soon. Um, James Brown's obviously come in. I thought he looked decent on uh, on Friday night. I would expect that we'll, we'll continue to see him. I mean, I, I hope there's a more positive resolution than that. I would be, I would be quite sad if if that's how Ross Millen's kind of Rovers career kind of peters out almost. But um, I don't think it is just especially a case of, this season. Yeah, with exactly, every it's... with everything being so positive around the club. If if that's how it. If that's how it ends on a fallen out, like it seems, it does seem quite sad. I think. Yeah. So I mean, hopefully, it's just a a bit of a a period apart, and that you know, um, any kind See, of crosswords can be withdrawn. But much, I, I don't, I'm, I'm not convinced. Like I said at the end of uh, after the Dundee United podcast, just it's one of these things where you just got to leave it with the club because the reality is that these things get skewed so much. Information that happened a week ago might not be relevant now. Um, you hear all manner of sort of things, different people supposedly getting bombed out and yet some people are playing it's ah, look, it's all all speculation um, and it's really for the club to sort out and you know what football fans are like we're all absolutely like total gossips, completely desperate to get all the inside scoop Um, one of the things I remember from uh, the fan panel in particular was like you talk to people like um, Ben and Laura for um, for example, and like the number of like people that are so desperate to get information just by asking about it at the club. The club aren't going to give it away. Let the club respond in their own time. And the situation's changed so much because people three weeks ago were saying, "Why haven't we signed a defender?" Um, and we're totally chucking the league. And yet now we beat Dundee United. We've brought in a right back and we've also brought in a centre back. And we're a point behind them. We're no really any worse off than we were before. Still got to play them with 13 games to go. So just, aye, this is the situation now. We're just going to have to deal with it and just leave it win the club. And that should be it for me. I don't really... It's a shame if he is gone. Um, People are passionate and I'm sure that both parties think they're right. But at the end of the day... It's a football club and that's the way things can go and I'm sure that if he does leave, a lot of the fans will have positive memories from his time with us and um, it's particularly that game at Amden. So, ah. That's it. So, well, we'll wait and see. Um, either there will be an update or there won't and, and fundamentally, aye, we'll, we'll never know the full story either way, I'm sure. But um, I, I just wanted to mention that just, to, just to, so that we're not... You know, I think, I think it's interesting how there was all the there was all the rumours. Then we win a game, and the rumours kind of just. Away they go. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely yeah. agree, Graham. Absolutely agree with that. We've won Aye. a game, everything's fine. Doesn't matter. Aye. Don't care. Move on. And that's that's, that's always going to be the case. Um, so I tell you, let's just do a quick round of um, predictions, and then we'll um, we'll move on from this one. Um, Robbie, you first, please. Two 0 Rovers. Excellent. The uh, elusive win by more than a single goal. Ah, it's got to happen at some point. Um, Blair, prediction from you, please. Um, Yeah, I'm not quite so confident. Um, One each. All right. Refrain from booing you on the podcast, but okay. (laughs) Uh, Scott, prediction from you, please. Yeah, I think it's going to be extremely tight. Just with, I, I think 
I would have been more confident, obviously, if Bullen was still in charge. I think Browns went in there, as Graham said, and really got more of a defensive structure into them. Uh, whether, obviously, we see slight changes due to injuries or whatever, we don't know. But um, I'm actually also glad that uh, the young blonde boy that was in midfield for them isn't at them anymore. Is it Jack Young? I think his name is. Yeah. He's went. He's been recalled by Wickham again. So, and he ran the show when they what were down it? to ten men. So uh, for me, that's a plus also. So I, I think we'll just sneak it. I'll go 2-1, us. All right. And uh, Graham, from you, please, production-wise. I'd, I'd say a 2-2 draw. I, I don't think I've ever seen us win twice down here. Um, so 2-2 draw. They'll be 2-0 up. Just just how we scored in the last couple of minutes on Friday, we'll, we'll go back to form. They'll go 2-0 up. We'll take somebody important off. We'll score two goals. I will. I expect Lee Ashcroft to score one of them as well. To be fair, I mean it definitely is a big, big threat um, going forward. But yeah, Robbie, I'm I'm with you. I'm going to go two 0 Rovers as well. And um, I just feel like, I mean, famous last words, but I just feel like we're now in the position for almost whoever plays to be able to put out a solid defence and then kind of build from that. Mm. And um, my my kind of sneaky feeling with this Air United team under Scott Brown is there's going to be games where they click and games where they don't. And I think maybe into next season, they'll see if they can kind of put stuff together. But I think their squad is so unbalanced. I don't think it's going to take a huge amount for them to drop away in some games. But equally, like you saw um, at the weekend there, you know, they've got guys like Anton Dowds, Morgan Chan, they've got good players who can turn up on a day. But... Um, I'm banking on it not being their day this time around. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with 2 0 Rovers. Now, um, if you are only on the, the audio feed, um, you won't have noticed Blair putting on his, uh, his sparkly game show host blazer. <laughs> um, and that can, can only mean that it's time for our, uh, our brand new segment, a brand new as yet unnamed segment. But. Nice. Um, Blair, I'm going to hand over to you and you can uh, enlighten us on, on what's going to happen next. Thanks, mate. So I've, um, in, in true showbiz fashion, I've completely ripped this off from a, a podcast I used to listen to um, a few years ago. Um, but I've always enjoyed on a podcast a game, right? So my hope is that for those of you listening and watching it at home, you can join in with the game, right? So it's really, really simple. Um, it's a bunch of clues about a Rovers player, past or present, and with every round of uh, clues, um, each person on the show um, only gets to guess once. Okay, Every time I give you a new clue, you can guess again. You can change your guess if you want to, but you only win if you stick with the right answer. Okay, So the first person to get the right answer and stick with it wins and i'm very much looking forward to all the tweets and the comments in the youtube um saying i got it on the first guess um because <laughs> no you didn't but fair enough somebody probably will um so yeah we we don't have a name um for this i and graham i'm really glad you're on the show tonight actually because i remember years and years and years ago um so it would have been i mean you know better than me but it would have been late 90s i think yep. 97, 98-ish. It was the early 92-93 started. It was as early as that. So in the era of fanzines, right, there was a Rovers fanzine called Stark's Bark. Um, And I remember as a kid, 
loving Starks Park. And it was like printed on like proper copier paper, um, <laughs> blue ink. Like it, it was one of them. It reminded. It looked like it had been run off on a for, a for of a certain age, run off on a banda machine. Like just one of these carbon things where you just keep rotating it around until the pages come out. It was tremendous, but it was kind of tongue in cheek. Um, so, Graham, you were am I right in saying you were involved, or your brother, brother was involved? My, my older brother was involved. It was him, um, Grant Sharp. Alex Steele, Paul Gilfillan, and Stevie Watt. Yeah. And it was four so, or five. And I think they came up with it. They, they went, I'm sure they went a pre-season trip to Ireland and they came back and said they were going to do a fanzine. You know and what the was, funny thing is? Brilliant. Starks Bark would have been a great name for a podcast. <laughs> it really would have, actually. <laughs> but it was proper tongue-in-cheek. But they had these, and I actually had the car sticker, and I remember, Graham, you put this in the chat a few weeks ago when I first floated this idea. But they had this car sticker and I had it on our car when I was a kid, and it said on it, Ken them, I've clapped or dug. Right? So that was the working title for this segment. But given that anybody under the age of, well, 35 to 40, probably <laughs> at, the, at the earliest, is never going to have heard of any of this nonsense, um, we've kind of left it open. So I am genuinely throwing this out there. So I put a tweet out on the show um, Twitter feed um, earlier today asking for some ideas. Um, we are going to give a mug to whoever comes up with the best title for the game. Um, we have had a few kind of suggestions already. Um, a, a very good mate of mine, actually, Craig, um, has come up with the Armand Only Percent Club, which reads as the Armand One Percent Club, but obviously pronounces the Armand Only Percent Club, which amuses me. We've had Reveal That Rover um, from Ross Stevenson. Um, a rover where, a rover there, a rover every effing where. That was um, blanked out for the kids because it's a family show. And that was Stephen Black. Uh, Potter's Magic for some John Boy Cantley. Um, they think it's all rover um, from Liam Barnett. So there's a few in already. Stick your um, suggestions in the comments. Um, send us a tweet, whatever. And we will pick a name for this segment. So... I think the idea is that we're not going to do a big question on a preview show. We're only going to do the big question on a Sunday. Um, so this will take that place for a little while. So it's episode number one of whatever we're going to call it. Um, just, just leave so a I'm gap gonna... and uh, after next week we'll get Robbie to come back and edit in the name of the, the yes. jingle. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, the, no. the second competition is going to be a jingle. That's what's going to happen. I want a jingle for this. Um, so, really simple, as I say, I'm going to give you clues. I've got seven clues, I think it is, to a footballer, past or present, who um, has played for Wraith Rovers. Um, and after every clue, you are welcome to buzz in, those of you on the show. All you have to do is say your name. I will stop talking. You give me your guess. I just got. I'll take a note. Visions of people on a bus just saying their own name, just like Stevie. <laughs> That's what I'm actually hoping for: is somebody sitting and going, yeah, "Jimmy, sitting on the bus." I love it. So um, yeah, we'll we'll give it a go. We'll see how this works out. And if this wasn't very good, we'll just never do it ever again. Um, is kind of where we're at, right? So clue number one. Are we ready, gentlemen? Yes. Clue number one. I was born on the 29th of March, 1987. Wait a minute, all the cogs are turning. The, the first one is to count how old that is. 
can you can you um, can you just do you, do you want a guess every time or can you just go? Don't need that? a guess if you don't want a guess. Yeah. If you feel like you might know based on the age, you are welcome to jump in. I actually know for a fact that if there's a certain person I know who shares not only the birthday but the day, actually born on the same day. So there's a very good chance that my group of mates have already <laughs> guessed who this is. Okay, I'm going to move it along. I made my professional debut for Gretna and was part of the side that was promoted to the SPL in 2007. This is maybe more of a video feature because they all look confused. Robbie, go ahead. Craig Barr. Okay. Any other guesses? See, that's difficult because he's handsome, so you wouldn't know if he looks like he's 37, would you? <laughs> this is true. That takes five years true. off him because he's handsome. <laughs> Okay, let's go with clue number three. After leaving Gretna, I played European football for Queen of the South, playing in both legs of a defeat to Danish side Nordjylland. Good God. I think Robbie's got it. I think it's Craig Barr as well. I'm starting to think it might be another. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of another. I can think of loads of players from that Gretna team. I can't think of any of the played for the Rovers. <laughs> okay, next clue. I played for three years for Wraith Rovers, making only 39 appearances. Get in there. Uh, Did he play between must... August and October at all? No? It's my national mango. <laughs> So I'll keep I'll keep going. I am a centre back and I've played for Livingston, Airdrie, Dumbarton, and Cowdenbeath, as well as spending a season in Sweden with Oostersons under Graham Potter. And then Graham, you'll like this one. Clue number seven. I am a very very handsome man. There we go. Yeah. And Robbie, well played for round one of whatever this game is going to be called. After two guesses, I am Craig Barr. Well played, mate. And unlike Rafe Rovers, uh, I didn't celebrate too early, um, according to <laughs> viewers of a certain chapel. Um, I did not know he was at Gretna. Nah, he was at that Gretna was right at the start of his career. So I'll be honest, neither did I, which is why I put it in as a clue. When I looked him up today, <laughs> I, I was like, ah, Gretna. I remember, um, no, nah, I, do, I do remember um, seeing photos of him at Gretna. I didn't know that he was at Queen of the South when they were in Europe, though, so that kind of chumped me. Uh, he um, I he came through at Blackburn as well, which I didn't know. Uh, yeah, see, see, with the players uh, having the same birthday, um, or having the same birthday as players. One of my friends from Kinghorn, Craig, um, born a day after me, and his he shares the same birthday, exact same date as Andy Carroll, and we were sitting in the pub on the day that he signed for Liverpool, sitting there saying. Craig, he's signed for, for Liverpool for, what, 30, 40 million pounds? What are you doing in your life? <laughs> now, we used to say the same. My cousin Mike was born exactly the same day as uh, Craig Barr. Um, so there's no excuse for him not being anywhere near as handsome as Craig Barr, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> just, um, 
on the the topic of of kind of birthdays, I remember when um, Dylan Core signed, and it's like um, Rover signed defender, comma like born in two thousand and four. Yeah. First of all, it's just like dearie me, what? But then I also realised that it means that Dylan Core has only existed in a post Claudanelka universe. That <laughs> must feel lucky magic, man. eh? Lucky it's man. just that's just like that's that's nice at least. <laughs> like I actually, to be fair, just to very quickly off topic, I get this all the time now because I'm now of an age. I'm not that old. I mean, I'm forty this year, but I'm not that old. But I'm now at the age where I can genuinely say to the pupils that I teach, I've been doing this longer than you've been alive, <laughs> which is so so horrible. So just horrible. Grey beard down to your yes, it was so, one of the new starts in my work, like with induction. And she was like, I was born in 2006. Like, what month? Oh. It's like, oh, November. And I was like, so you weren't even alive when the first Arctic Monkeys album came out. <laughs> Fairly depressing thought. So, yeah, we need a name for this game. Um, and that means that, Robbie, you are now the mantle holder. So, what's going to happen is next week, Robbie has to come up with the clues and I get to play. <laughs> Nothing quite like in, inventing additional work for the podcast and immediately yep. shipping it off to someone else. I'll and get that edited in. I was just going to say, and on that note, uh, Robbie, you're also doing the edit today as well. Thank you, mate. <laughs> um, right, thank you, everybody, for uh, for listening and uh, and once again for for watching the. Uh, <laughs> was it the best looking podcast in Scotland? <laughs> that, the best. The all, more... all of my advice will be the best dressed as well. Yeah, the... up your game, guys. <laughs> <laughs> the best, the if you're the best the looking it... podcast in Scottish football, that says a hell of a lot about the rest of the podcasts in Scottish <laughs> football. Wasn't it Scottish football, mate? It was Scotland, the nation. <laughs> We're all off to Matalan before the game on Saturday as well. <laughs> I mean, honestly, the, the more you hear that, the more it is the sign of a troubled mind. Like that. <laughs> I don't know if there's very like low a... standards. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Yeah, I've only ever seen two podcasts, uh, and I'm, I'm not going to. This is going to be filled with like reassuring comments of like, no, but you're all fantastically handsome in the comments. No, I'm not, sure, not absolutely more. sure. I don't know how many you know delusional people there are. Um, right, anyway, thank you for listening, um, and you know, you know, I acknowledge that you're watching. Um, <laughs> check the show notes and the the kind of bit underneath if you are on the youtube video because you have links to the twitter and the instagram if you want more kind of this level of patter um and you can also send in your suggestions for the name of the game if you want to try and win a mug and if you're not particularly creative but you would like to just buy a mug uh, there is a link to the the shop there as well now um hopefully we do get as many rovers down to, to air on Saturday as possible, and we see you there. Uh, but regardless, we will be back on Sunday to talk it all through and uh, kind of a, a double episode because we'll look ahead to the Morton game on Tuesday night as well. So uh, thank you again and goodbye. <laughs>